guys. It's Jordan back with starting to start up. Guys, it is getting busy. Uh, you know, we got the approval from the bank. So we our next step, obviously, was to lock down the lease. And this week, I did some work with that and then some with a whole bunch of crap going on. But I wanted to take a second and go back to this is kind of lease negotiation round two and some of the realizations that I had. And I wanted to give you guys a chance to kind of understand um, what went on during that lease negotiation. So maybe you'll know what to expect. But also, guys, I want to make sure that you're prepared for anything that comes at you. And the way that I approach this, I'm hoping gives you a different perception on how you should be approaching different things. Um, anyways, well, so this week we had a lot of things uh, come up. We actually have a, another potential investor that wants to join in that really we're looking at his experience and he's got a lot of background in technology. He's uh, well uh, developed inside of the community. He's a person that's pretty influential in the community. But anyways, uh, meeting with him on Tuesday, so that was kind of exciting to hear. Uh, we've heard back from uh, Benson, uh, the arcade distributor. Um, they're going to end up doing some leasing with us with the arcade, which is really, really helpful for us being startup because we want to extend that cash out as far as we can. Uh, we found out there's going to be a lot more revenue in that than what we had originally anticipated. Uh, we also signed with the contractor. Uh, we ended up choosing uh, Leo on this one and because uh, he was the guy that uh, with uh, the Trumbull agency that was just, I mean, absolutely fantastic from start to finish. Um, and then he also got our architects in line. So we're going to be meeting with them uh, Tuesday of next week. Actually, Tuesday next week, we're also meeting with Consumers Energy beforehand to see if there's anything they can do for uh, credits and, and incentives. Um, and then I've got a meeting after that, same day on Tuesday, uh, about reviewing the property. There's a, uh, a grant through the Michigan Economic Development Council that's for uh, properties that are blighted or non-functional anymore um, and are functionally obsolete. So things like anchor mall locations may qualify for that. So we're going and reviewing through that. Um, so we had a lot of really exciting things, but the most exciting thing, without a doubt, was the lease negotiation. Now, guys, I read and I studied and I tried to get everything I could to be prepared for a commercial lease negotiation. And I went in there head high. We sat down and we started the lease process. Now, my plan was was to start from the very beginning to only let them make the first offer. And to be able to get an understanding of where they go from and uh, try to move it from there, move the needle from there. I'm not sure if that was the right choice. You know, I, I had seen multiple times where it's been recommended that you never make the person who makes the offer first is always the person that loses. But I went that avenue. I'm starting to think I probably should have started and I should have worked my way from up top to try to get them to move to where I wanted to be. But what I realized was I had no idea where I needed to be. I didn't have an idea if we should be at a million dollars in rent for over uh, and on, over the course of the five-year lease, or you know if we're going to be at two or three or whatever, or what it is per year, and what type of concession. So really, I went into this unprepared, and there's just not good documentation information out there for what these leases look like. Commercial real estate is kind of a wild west type of thing, it seems like, but the people in the know are the people that are experienced and do this for a living. So we go through the lease negotiation and he starts off, he wants me to personally guarantee the lease for 10 years. He wants to write a total of an 11 year lease. Uh, he wants to charge $400,000 a year, do three hundred or $200,000 in concessions. Um, and he wanted me to, or he wanted uh, other people to personally guarantee it. 
on top of that, anything that came in over our revenues over 10% uh, or 10 times what our rent is. So uh, our rent he wanted was 400,000. So anything over $4 million in revenues, they would get 10% of and our rent would increase 2.5% per year. Now that was where they started with it. We ended up at $300,000 a year, I'm sorry, $350,000 a year in rent, $300,000 in concessions, which was $100,000 in cash right when we closed, two, or, uh, when we're all set with the, uh, the lease, that is, when we opened the facility, uh, $200,000 in uh, rent concessions, six months free rent during the construction process, um, no increase to rent for the first three years, a five-year lease is where I ended. He's really still pushing for the six, and that's what he sent over, or I'm sorry, for the 10, and that's what he sent over. Um, and then the um, the 8% for anything over that $3.5 uh, million in revenue. And I walked away from this feeling pretty damn good, especially since I got the big-ass sign out by the road. But what kind of sucked was, as I started thinking about it, I realized this is a big fucking company. They're really big. They've got 55 locations nationwide. They're publicly traded. This guy is the director of leasing for them. Now, let's be real. Let's think about this. I don't know what the hell I'm doing. They know it. They've seen my financials because they weren't going to even open the door until they saw that stuff. Rightfully so. They don't know if they can get if 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 I can actually uphold my end of the bargain through that. Now, I am a first-time business owner in this sense, in this in this whole entertainment scale and everything. And my other business was a pretty, as far as what we did for revenues and everything, wouldn't even hold a candle to what this is going to be. And they, I, I basically had no ground to stand on when we when we were looking for financials. In my opinion, could be wrong. If you're listening to this, you have experience with it. You can send me an email and tell me I'm an idiot. Anyways. I started thinking about it and the likelihood of somebody who's been doing this for 30 years that is the director of a publicly traded company for signing these leases for these anchor locations, the likelihood of me getting him to his actual bottom dollar where we all win on this is pretty fucking low. I've got no experience with this. I've got no education, background, anything with this. Now, I do know the lease that they wrote out for me I was pretty happy with it. It was going to work. It would be fine and work with us. I was not, the only thing I really wasn't a fan of was the 8% over our, uh, after we hit that $3.5 million revenue and the 10 year lease, it needed to go down to five with a personal guarantee of only five. But the reason why I tell you about all this stuff is I know that if you are negotiating a large lease, maybe even a small one, you're going to probably encounter some of this stuff. You know, there's other things like codependency clauses. And that's something that, you know, if you're a smaller location, and you're relying on like an anchor location or, you know, a big shopping center to draw traffic in by you guys, you have a codependency clause saying, if they leave, I can leave at any point. Now, there's a lot of things that this could, that, that in this lease that we can add to it, because there are so many opportunities out there and everything's negotiable. So we're going to, I step back and, you know, I, I asked myself, what really is the smart move here? Because I'll be honest, I want to crush this. I want to just knock this out of the park and just land every just best part of this deal that I could possibly leverage to us and know that I want it. But the only way I can guarantee that happens is by making the decision to hire somebody who knows what they're doing in this arena. Now, the reason I bring this up isn't just about the lease. Yes, that's a component of it. You should be getting somebody that knows what they're doing. Now, 
I'm going to end up spending probably about $80,000 to get somebody to negotiate this lease. But let's be real. If they reduce my cost by more than $80,000, then I just made money. The likelihood of what I think is on the table after looking at their revenues there, the likelihood is that there's a lot on the table. So a commercial real estate agent gets anywhere between 4 and 6% of whatever the life of the lease is worth. So let's say, for example, you have a $100,000 per year lease and you sign a five-year lease. Okay, so that total lease is worth $500,000. So if they got 4% or 0.04, they get a $20,000 commission for closing that deal. Okay, now the other side of it is if you end up not closing the deal, they don't get shit. So you need to be you need to be aware that don't just be reaching out for these people for information because they don't get anything until the day that deal is signed. Now, this one, you know, we're looking at $350,000. If I'm end up paying them 4% of that, if that's if that's the the lowest amount that I end up getting, that's $70,000 that costs me. So really, I mean honestly, they only have to reduce it about $15,000 per year for our lease and then they paid for themselves. Really not that unrealistic for that to be able to happen. Now, I know I could go back and I could negotiate a lower than right now, but I still feel confident that there is people in this industry, and this, this goes for everything that you're doing. There's people out there that are better than you right now. I'm not saying that they're better than you indefinitely. I'm a firm believer that if you put 100% of your effort towards something, you can be better than anybody else in the world, no matter what the, what it is. But Right now, I don't have the luxury of time of being able to learn this. I need somebody who's already spent their lifetime trying to get this locked down and be the best that they can be. I need to find that person who gave 100% of their effort to be the very best. Now, one of the things I am going to do, though, is this whole lease negotiation thing, I already got them, got the people to the table. I've already got the people who are who need to answer to the lease, need to say yes to it, the negotiation part. I've already got the contractors and everybody who's done the walkthrough. And I've done everything that is the hard work of a commercial real estate agent. Now it's just the negotiation. Now everything is negotiable. I want you to think about that. So I'm going to go hire this person that's going to do the negotiation. I've taken care of a shitload of this, of this process already. I'm going to offer them a lower percentage to do this because they have less work. All they have to do is negotiate the deal based on their, their experience. Now, it's their experience is worth a lot of money. Don't get me wrong. I'm going to ask for a 2.5%. So if we stayed at $350,000, it's going to cost me $44,000. If that's a five-year lease I close on, it costs me less than $10,000 a year just to be certain I got the best deal physically possible. I'm willing to risk that loss over what I could possibly gain. Because let's be real, a $350,000 a year lease times by five years is $1.75 million. They want me to do it for 10, so they're talking $3.5 million. Now, if I need to remove $45,000 of that, that's really only 1.2% of the total lease that they're offering me right now. It's really not that big of a deal, and it just... It makes sense right now to find somebody who's damn good at this and can just go crush it for me because that is how I'm going to kick their ass. That is how I'm going to have confidence that I didn't walk away from this getting my ass kicked.
So guys, the reason I bring this up, one, I want you to know about the lease process, what I ran into, some of the situations, and I'll keep you guys updated as we go through and we get a professional involved in this. I'll keep you posted if there's anything new that comes up and what changes and what the final result was, because this is probably going to help some people out pretty seriously. But I also want to bring this up because a lot of you may be considering hiring an employee. And yeah, that employee may not be as good as you at something, but they can get better. They can be that person that puts 100% of their effort towards it because you need to be great at the most important thing right now. For me, I need to be making the most important decision right now, which is who the hell am I going to hire to beat the crap out of this deal? So the first steps I go through is I'm calling people within the industry, people who may possibly have experience with this and people that they can recommend and asking for their absolute utmost, very, very best in the entire country that they have experience with that they would suggest for this. Not just asking, do you know somebody? I'm asking for the very best. And I'm elaborating with these people. My family's livelihood is based on this. Do you trust this person with my family's livelihood? You know, asking some serious questions because that's, it's really, that's what they're doing. So when I went through all that, I realized that over and over, the people who really have a lot of experience in this, they actually started recommending the same company over and over, which tells me, I think I know where I need to go. And surprisingly, it is not a real estate brokerage firm. It's actually a law firm. And they bill hourly for it. And honestly, it that's probably the best solution we could have right now. Because if they go into the negotiation, let's say they're $300 an hour. God, they could spend a long goddamn time negotiating this before it costs me what a real estate broker would be for this. I've already done the hard work. I've already got everything to the table. Now I just need somebody to go in there and be my bulldog and just kick ass. But that's what I came to the conclusion on. And it wasn't fun. You know, you're not, nobody ever likes to. You're, you're not going to enjoy admitting to yourself that you're not the best person to do something. Because nobody ever likes to admit that they're not great at something. But you got to be realistic here. And if I wasn't, it could cost me hundreds of thousands of dollars right now. Be realistic with yourself. Be realistic, realistic with the people that you interview. Don't, don't just... Hire the first guy that makes you super happy when when you say jump, he says how high. Make sure they're more qualified than you could be within a reasonable time frame. Make sure they can teach you something. Set the bar a little bit higher. I used to tell my managers all the time, your job is to put yourself out of a job. You should hire people so talented that they can do it better than you. You should train them so well that they never ask you, they have to show you how to do things. That is how you become the very best of the best. Guys, I hope this podcast helped you out a little bit. Even if you're not dealing with commercial properties right now or a lease, someday you will. But really what I really hope all of you got from this was taking a second to step back and say, should I have somebody more experienced take care of this? Making sure you're using your 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 community the information you have at your fingertips, looking for all resources, and constantly asking for feedback on if you're doing the right thing. Ask people to tell you exactly what they're doing wrong. Ask for people to shoot holes through your ideas. Because one, you're either going to realize something that you missed, or two, you're going to realize that you're goddamn prepared for anything that can be thrown at you. Go kick some ass, guys. Hope you have a great day. Fuck that. Make it a great day. 
to you.